Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started today. Suarez deep to right field. Juan Soto at the wall. Gone! His first career game as a leadoff hitter. And hey, Eugenio Suarez goes apple. Double-digit dingers for Suarez. Two-nothing Reds. Hi, everyone. Nick Kirby here. Uh, tonight, me and Carlos recorded our conversation during the rain delay. Um, the game ended up being canceled after we... Uh, wrapped up the show. Uh, the Reds will play tomorrow, probably today if you're listening to this. They will play tomorrow, which is Thursday. They'll play uh, the the conclusion of the game at 2.05. Uh, the Reds are currently trailing the Nationals 3-0 in the fourth inning. And then they'll play the second game at 7.05. Uh, the Reds are four and a half games back in the NL Central at 21-25. and uh, the one thing we didn't touch in our conversation today that I did want to mention was um, Nick Senzel. Um, he is going to be having surgery and be out four to six weeks. We did, did fail to mention. Uh, we didn't have Tim tonight, uh, who probably would have uh, kept us in on it, but we failed to mention Nick Senzel is going to be out. Um, just one of those one of those things with, with Senzel, just, just can't get over um, the injury bug. Just, you know, you feel for... We feel for uh, Nick a lot um, with all of the injuries that he's had. Um, I'm not sure that's that's gonna make or break the Red season. Um, you certainly hope that that he can get back and healthy. Um, he's certainly a good contributor when he was playing multiple positions, um, but he, he wasn't wasn't a big massive bat in the lineup either. So um, we're certainly rooting for Nick to get back. Hopefully. Um, he can and, and be a big contributor to this team. So without further ado, we'll get into the conversation tonight with, with Carlos. And we had a, a guest join us tonight. We we're so thankful for that. Um, we hope you guys will continue to join us every uh, Wednesday night. Um, we usually do it about 9 o'clock if there's no game going on. Uh, next week there is no game going on, so we will be on at 9 o'clock next Wednesday. Uh, if there's a game going on, we usually just wait until the game uh, concludes to go on. So without further ado, here we go. What's up, Reds fans? Welcome to Late Night Reds Talk Live. We're in actually in the middle of a rain delay as the, the Reds are trailing the Nationals 3-0. Uh, if we get a conclusion tonight, I'll try to uh, record a little something uh, to give a better intro uh, so this isn't too dated. Um, but since we're in a rain delay, I figured it'd be a good time to talk some Reds baseball. Um, and I also don't want to be editing this at 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, tonight, no offense to all you diehards out there. Um, but I'm joined, as always, now by Carlos. Carlos, what is going on, my man? 
Not much, man. Just got back from a, my son's t-ball game and saw that the Reds were losing, and now we're in a rain delay. So I'm watching Trevor Bauer and the Dodgers uh, take on Houston and amongst other games. Padres tied up with the Brewers, so ready to talk some Reds yeah. ball. Nice, nice. Uh, there's no walks in t-ball, right? No. Okay. J- Jeff just Hoffman would uh, Jeff Hoffman would do very well in t-ball, I think. Um, <laughs> I think Jeff Hoffman has five walks as the game goes on. It's 3 nothing as we speak, uh, bottom of the fourth. But anyways, let's just kind of recap the week. Um, the Reds, uh, the, the skid, the Reds went 1-6 last week. Uh, the lone win was the Friday night. Jeff Hoffman started against the Brewers, figure that. Uh, the Reds got swept by the Giants. Um, we left it. They were they had lost the first three games of that series, and then on on Thursday, uh, it really um, hit the fan uh, as the Reds got got walloped. I think it was nineteen to four. So the Reds not not playing great at the moment. That's for sure. Um, they're currently five and a half back, or sorry, four and a half back in the division behind the Cardinals. They'll they'll lose or gain a half game depending on how. Tonight's game finishes. Um, they did get a big win yesterday over Max Scherzer, which was, um, I, I guess, pretty surprising. Malley pitched well. Antone pitched well. Um, um, Sims finished it off. A home run from Suarez. So I'm not really sure where to start on this. Uh, Tim's usually the better guy at uh, directing our conversation. But, Carlos, I guess let's start with how do you feel about the Reds at this, this present hour? Not good, Bob. Not good. Um, it's been it's been a rough week. Um, it's you know it's hard to find positives really, other than Winker and Castellanos just continue to rake. Uh, been bit by the injury bug. Uh, bullpen was has been throwing better uh, when they needed them to. Uh, starting pitching is kind of all over the place right now. So, I don't know. Just got to get through this rough stretch. Hopefully, they can turn it around before the schedule starts getting even harder. Yeah, I mean, Reds got to get some guys healthy. I mean, the the pitching is is the uh, the the most bizarre um, um, thing, especially the starting pitching. Um, because you can't blame it on Jeff Hoffman because Jeff Hoffman's numbers aren't that bad. You know, they're they're not as bad as. Um, as he, he probably is, but he's not the one, you know, um, um, bringing these numbers way down. I mean, the Reds starting pitching, this was yesterday. I, I did a chart. Um, they are 26th in earn run average. Um, now, so they're 17th in FIP, but I mean, that's still, you know, bottom of the bottom half of the league. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we, we all know we've talked at, at nauseum about Castillo and, and his struggles. Um, I think we both still believe he's going to turn it around. Um, Gray's kind of been, you know, pretty good, but you know, he, he hasn't been great, but he's, he's battled injuries. Um, Malley's pitched much better than his numbers indicate. Um, he's only had two bad starts all year. Everything else has been, been lights out. So his numbers are, I think a little inflated. Um, um, and then Miley's pitched great. So it really, these numbers is just like it, it's kind of just bizarre to see the Reds twenty sixth in starting pitching ERA. Um, and I'm sure it actually probably went down because Malley pitched well yesterday. He didn't give a run in I think five and a third. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess that's where you start is just just the, the pitching. It's got to be better. Um, the lineup, when healthy, I think is adequate. I mean, do you feel like the lineup, if if the Reds got Musakas and Votto back, is probably close to, to adequate, Carlos? Oh, absolutely. They're, they'll be fine. I'm not worried about the offense. I think, you know, I said that at the beginning with our predictions. I felt kind of like the offense and, and the starting pitching were going to switch roles from last year and the offense was going to carry. And, I mean, fortunately, you know, I was in Joey almost a month ago and, and Moose is, I feel like he's hardly even been healthy all year. I mean, it just feels that way. Um, Senzel out. I mean, once we get Joey and Moose back, I, I think, you know, the offense is going to take off. Um, the starting pitching, we'll see. I mean, I, I feel like Luis Castillo, once he gets it going, that stuff is contagious. It's going to bring the best out in Sonny Gray. It's going to challenge Tyler Malley to, to be better than what he's been because we know he can be. And, you know, I mean, Wade Miley, he's going to be the, the one consistent. Like, I feel like we know what we're going to get from him all the time. Um, he's just that type of pitcher. So, um, but yeah, other than mumbling on from my long-winded answer, I, I think the offense is going to be fine once, once you get them, get them healthy, but we need to get them back quick. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is with, with the Reds kind of beat up and injured. I mean, look at their last so many games. This is how many runs they've scored. Five, eight, six, six, seven, three, two, zero, four, nine, four, four. Two, I mean, like they're they're scoring enough runs most nights to, you know, either win a game or or, or be right in it. So, um, in that, and that's even with like the bottom of the Reds' order just kind of being completely non-existent. Um, yeah. Carlos, what did you think? Uh, we'll we'll touch on um, uh, before we start getting into some questions. What do you? What's your take on the the Suarez leadoff? Um, I don't really like it. Um, I don't think it's going to get him any protection from from the hitters behind him. I don't really think – I think that plays like like in college ball. I don't really think that plays much in, in uh, big league ball. I think that's very overrated. Um, I mean, unless you're, unless there's Barry Bonds behind you, <laughs> I mean, everybody else is, is, is free game. Um, I'm just – I guess that's what he's trying to do. Did Bell come out and say why he put him at leadoff? Yeah, I think that's why, it, you know, something honestly didn't really occur to me until I really watched the game. Um, and it's not going to play out this way every night. It didn't It didn't tonight. Um, Suarez came with two runners on base um, in the game tonight so far. But last night, every plate appearance Suarez had, the bases were empty. So I think that in itself is maybe something Bell's thing. And okay, you know, we've just had so many times we've had him up at the plate. There's been two or three runners on base. And, you know, I, I know I, I wrote the preview for Red Lake Nation tonight, and someone scoffed at this idea. So, you know, maybe I'm off. I don't know. But a strikeout with the bases empty doesn't feel nearly as bad as a strikeout when there's two or three runners on base. Like, you know what I mean? So, I, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's that. Um, obviously, Suarez betting leadoff is not a long-term solution. It's not something you want to do for anything other than just to try to get him going. But at this point, what do you have to lose? Um, the, the Reds, yeah. there's nothing they can do with, with Suarez. They have to play him almost every day. I guess they can sit him for a couple of days, 
I don't really think that's this incredible magic fix other people think. Um, but they have no one else. You know, Max Schrock or Alex Blandino is not going to do any better. Um, you can't send Suarez the AAA to fix him. He's out of options because he's uh, reached five years of service time. So there's nowhere to hide. You know, he's just going to have to hopefully come out of this. Um, um, you know, I tweeted out earlier, I mean, his OPS is over 700 the last 15 games for whatever that's worth. Um, so it's not as, as putrid as, as, you know, maybe it's completely meant out to be. It's not good. Don't get me wrong. It's not good. Um, um, but yeah, I don't know. I think you just have to write it out. I I guess, you know, what does it hurt to try to bet him lead off? It's not like this is a long lineup that you're, you know, really stealing, you know, plate appearances from guys in the middle of your order. Um, so yeah, I, I, I kind of whatever on this. Um, you have anything else to add to that, Carlos? No, no. I mean, it was, I don't know. I'm not going to, it had to have been just a, come on, let's try to put him up there. Yeah, we can use this. Um, that's an excuse to put him up there to, you know, say he's going to get better pitches to swing at. Um, but I, I just don't like putting, putting him in there in that situation. Like, I mean, batting leadoff is kind of tough. Um, start the inning, and nobody really likes to start the inning off. But, I mean, I don't know. I, it's, it's hard to, to explain. I just don't I don't really like it. I, I understand what they're doing, and they're saying, hey, maybe we'll try anything, because you're right, they can't do anything with them, especially until, like, Joey or Moose comes back so they can at least have another power option there in the lineup. You know, because, I mean, how many homers does he have right now? Ten. Yeah, I mean, that's – Leave him in the six hole. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm sure I'm sure at some point that's that's where he's gonna you know settle back when either this fails or if it succeeds they'll probably move him back and once they get him comfortable or or whatever. So, um, Sydney, if you're still available, let's go ahead and um, um, invite you in and and you can uh, um, ask any questions that you have. So we'll give we'll give Sydney a second. Let's uh, let, while we're waiting, let's Carlos, let's talk about about Castillo. Um, I mean, do you still believe he's going to turn it around? Yes, yeah, I do. I mean, I, I think he's going to be okay. It's something's going to click in a bullpen in the second inning of a game, and it's, it's going to. He's too good to to just to be this bad, you know. Yeah. Maybe he's tipping pitches. Who knows? But he's just way too good. I mean, throwing 100 miles an hour the other day. You know, he had some nasty change-ups, some okay sliders. Two scenes looked okay, but, like, it's the stuff is there. It's just there's something missing, and and I don't believe it's an injury. Um, it's, he's just got to yeah. keep throwing, man, to keep grinding. It's a long season. Yeah. I think if you look at the peripheral numbers, I think he's probably sh- should have earned more of um, a slightly below five ERA. Like I think if Luis Castillo had a four point seven five ERA, I don't think there'd be as much panic in Reds fans. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't doubt anyone at this point. Um, um, but I, I think I think there probably would be a little more patience. You know, if it wasn't so bad. Um, so I guess, I don't know, that, that's kind of where I would look at is, is, you know, all the, all the expected stats, 
all the stats to say what he should have. Um, you know, say he's probably more like a 4.5, 4.7 ERA. So if you view it that way, I think it makes you feel better. At least it makes me feel better. So I think Sydney's ready. Let's see if Hello. Sydney, you there? Yes, I am. Hey, what's going on? Thanks for joining us tonight. You're welcome. Sure. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. What's uh, what's your question? So, um, you were kind of talking about this earlier. I don't know if it was quite when you started getting a recording, but um, I sort of feel like this was Jeff Hoffman's last start as a red. Um, nothing against him as a person or any of that, but I feel like after he... After seeing how, I guess, long or short, you want to put it, he pitched for us today, and how he has been having, struggling with command issues all season, and then the fact that they came out with, he left with an injury earlier, I sort of feel like he might not be coming back to pitch for the Reds. Or if it will be, he's going to be put on the IL for uh, elbow soreness. Sort of like people have been clamoring for Castillo. I felt the air quotes. <laughs> yeah, so so Jeff Hoffman, Jeff Hoffman does not have any options, so he could have he could not have been sent down to AAA. Um, I agree. I, I, you know, I, I think Jeff Hoffman was always kind of on borrowed time. Um, now, the Reds were Five and four in Jeff Hoffman's starts coming into into the game tonight. Now, I am uh, as big of a prone as anyone. Wins and losses for a starting pitcher are garbage. But I think this notion that the Reds are getting killed every time Jeff Hoffman pitches is probably a little little overrated because they're not. They've actually won more games than they've lost. Um, so I, I think this is kind of one of these things with, with Hoffman. The Reds were just trying to you know, ride him out as, as long as they could. Now, you might hate that, but when you see, like, an injury to a Wade Miley and, you know, Sonny Gray's already been hurt, I think they, they wanted to get, like, this season with, with the short season last year, you're trying to get as many innings out of guys as you can, um, and I think that's what the Reds were trying to do with Hoffman. Um, if, if Miley's available Sunday, I think Sunday's the day he can return, um, he could slide right into the rotation. That would be Hoffman's next scheduled day to pitch. Vladimir Gutierrez is pitching on Friday. We're all super excited about that. Gutierrez as well. He could he could stay it. He could stay in the rotation. Um. So, uh, yeah, I would say Jeff Hoffman's probably started his last game at least for a while. Um. I, maybe he goes on the uh, the IL. You know, maybe he comes back and there's another injury and he can get another chance. Um, if he goes on the IL, he can actually do a um, um, a uh, rehab set. I think it's up to 21 days. It's kind of a nice way to, like, spy three weeks in AAA to, to, to kind of keep him as a, uh, you know, just kind of a, a, an option in case you do have more injuries. So, yeah, that's, that's probably what I, I see out of Hoffman. Carlos, do you kind of feel like that's – I know you weren't able to watch tonight, but you've seen enough Jeff Hoffman. Do you kind of feel that kind of follows where where yeah. he's at? Yeah, we'll see what they end up doing if he's, if he's hurt. I'm sure he'll at least miss a start since he came out 
Um, they might give him a, maybe a 10-day or something like that. But I think when he, whenever he does come, he's going to go to the bullpen for a yeah. while. Because, I mean, I mean, he's probably a better option than a couple of those guys that are out there um, right now. And I would like to see him, you know, come in, maybe try to throw a little bit harder and, you know, just those fastballs and sliders. Um, I think, I mean, that that brings in TJ Anto for me. Like, I mean, what do we got to lose? Like we said earlier, I mean, what, there's nothing to lose right now. Let's try it out, give him a couple starts, and it doesn't go well, then move him back. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a whole different category. That's a whole different subject, but, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Would you rather have DJ Anton as a starter every fifth day, giving you like six innings, or would you rather him give you two, three innings, like several days a week? Which it's, one do you think is more effective? It's it's tough. We talked about that a little bit last time. It's 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 tough because I mean he's great whenever they need him to come out of the bullpen and, and help, but those. I mean, those wins and those opportunities for him to pitch are too far and few in between right now. Like, we've got to see him out there um, at least maybe a couple of starts now. Um, if not, start working him up. Um, he, he deserves a chance, man. He really does. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a totally different com- conversation if the Reds had a good bullpen beyond him. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you look at the game yesterday. Do the Reds win that game if they don't have TJ Anton in the bullpen? I, I mean, no. you know that I, I I don't I don't know the answer to that. You know, Malley went five and a third. The Reds only won the game by by one run, and the run was actually after Anton left the game. So it's just like it, it's almost like cutting off your leg to save your arm. You know, like yeah. I, I I don't know. Um, yeah, um, I mean, just imagine you know. In a month from now, we got Castillo going, Gray's going, and then you get Mally going, and then you have to answer to like, TJ Anto. Like, yeah, that's the, yeah. I mean, that's that's a big boost for the team as well. You know, they're like, all right, you know, we got TJ in there, and he's throwing well. I mean, I'm assuming he's going to pitch well as a starter. And you know, like every day you show up to the park, well, we got a chance. I mean, the boys show up to the park a little different. Whatever. Um, I mean, I'm not going to name names, but just say you know. A good starting pitcher, or you know, somebody who's not doing so well. It's a different yeah. attitude, different mood in the locker room, and it and, it, and it's real. I, I think a lot of it depends too on what are the Reds' plans with all these other pitching prospects. Like, how quickly are they going to push them along? I mean, mm-hmm. if the Reds if the Reds are thinking, and I don't believe they are. I know some people think that Hunter Green and and Nick Lodolo are going to pitch this summer. I'll believe it when I see it. I would love to be wrong on that, but I I think the Reds are going to be very patient with those guys, maybe too patient. Um, But if if those guys are coming in the rotation at some point, then, okay, yeah, I mean, I see why you leave Antone in the the bullpen. I mean, you know, if if you're bringing up Green and Lodolo, you're not taking Malley out of the rotation, you're not taking Gray out of the rotation, and you're not taking Castillo out of the rotation. So... Um, and then you still have, you know, Gutierrez and, and Santion, you know, in AAA. So I, maybe that's kind of more of the thinking is, hey, we have a lot of starting pitching options. Our, our bullpen, you know, we don't want to, you know, we don't want to put Hunter Green in the bullpen and ruin his development. We don't think it's going to ruin TJ Anton's development because he was a reliever last year. So 
there's just there's a lot of factors into it. I mean, you know, TJ Antone could have started tonight, and the Reds don't score a run, and TJ Antone gives up two runs over, you know, six and a third, and you still lose the game. Whereas, hey, at least last night when you used them, you know, you you won the game, and the Reds aren't losing many games where they have a lead late. Um, that's the one thing they're doing well, you know, and it's really incredible for a team that has such a uh, mediocre, maybe the nicest way to say it, a mediocre bullpen, how few of games they're blowing. I mean, when's the last time they blew a game? Was it that, that Diamondbacks game with Garrett earlier in the year? Was that the last, like, real game they blew late? Um, I really don't remember. So, I, you know, it's just, I, I don't know. It, it's um, it's a tough call. Maybe a, a, a solution that would make a lot of people feel better. What if what if when, when TJ Antone hasn't been used for two days, he opens he opens on the, yeah. uh, the, the the you know, after he's gone two days, say, hey, you know what, we can't waste him. Let's let's have him open. He pitches two innings. I mean, I, I don't know. Do, do they feel that would mess up Castillo or Mally or Gray if they did that? I don't know. Yeah, um, you're not that, gonna do that to one of those guys. Yeah, it would have to and be it, on. It would, a, it'd have to. It would have to fall right. You know, it'd have to fall on a Hoffman or a, a Gutierrez day or, or whatever. Um, so. I don't think those. I don't think they're going to bring up Green and Lodolo unless they're in it in like August. No. Like I don't think they'll wait till September. I think they'll wait till then maybe. Um, if they're in it, possibly use them for a couple of starts here and there, or possibly we even wait till September if they're in it to bring them in and. Probably it would be the bullpen by that time of the year because they're not going to keep logging on those starter innings. Um, and if the Reds keep losing, then they're going to put TJ Anton as a starter because they got to see him, see what he can do. I think yeah, probably the, the only way that he stays in the bullpen is if they keep winning, or if they start <laughs> winning and, and keep and you know keep pitching well in the bullpen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if the season sunk, I mean, then sure, whatever. I mean, the yeah. bullpen can can be whatever. If, if the season sunk, I, I don't believe the season sunk yet. Um, no, you know I don't think it's in a good spot, but I, I think it's far from far from sunk. Um, right. I mean, Cindy, do you have one, any other? Oh, so go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. The one other thing, um, the only other thing I could think to add is, hopefully, at some point, I know some people have probably forgotten about him. It's hard to forget about him, but Michael Lorenzen still exists. He will yeah. hopefully come back healthy at some point, you would have to imagine. Now, as far as, like, I've been reading updates on him, it's really nothing. It's really it's really been nothing. No sort of update. It's just been like, well, he still doesn't feel right, so we're gonna wait until he feels right, type deal. But getting him back either in the bullpen or you'd have to imagine the bullpen at this point. You Getting him back in the bullpen would be quite an addition to hopefully stabilize it and possibly if you get him in there, you can move Anton to the rotation or what have you, but that was the only other thing I can think to add. Yeah. I, he he has to come back at some point, you would figure yeah, I, I think you you stick him in the bullpen. I just I don't think you you want to take the time to to waste to stretch him out. I mean, you just need to get him helping this club as quickly as he can, um, and, and stretch him out maybe at the major league level. Like yeah. as soon as you can get him ready to pitch, 
get him into some major league games. He can help the bullpen. Um, and then if you are in a situation where you need multiple starters, you know, say a couple guys get get hurt, and um, then you could maybe you know work Lorenzo in. The Reds did that on the fly last year, um, yep. so I don't know why they couldn't do it again this year. So yeah, um, yeah, I'd love to see Lorenzo back. Well, Sydney, thanks so much for for joining us tonight. Um, You're welcome. Hope you uh, hope you join us again. Thanks for the questions. Very good, good stuff. All right, so Carlos, back to uh, back to the grind here. Um, oh, who else did I want to want to touch on? Um, Barry Larkin. <laughs> oh no! Do we should we go there? <laughs> yeah, oh, Barry yeah. Larkin, the uh, the color analyst. Um, was it Saturday? Was it Saturday that he had a really really rough game? Was that Saturday? Uh, I think so. They all run together. Um, <laughs> yeah, had a really, really rough game. Just kept harping over and over again about the the pooling of Blake Snell and um, man, that was uh, that was a tough listen. Um, I mean, you know, I, I, I said this on on Twitter, so I apologize to people who follow me, but. I mean, I give Barry Larkin credit. He's he's positive, and that's very refreshing. And if there's any quality I want in a broadcaster for the Reds after kind of what I've listened to for the last 10 years, it just please be positive. So he at least checks that box. So I don't want to complain too much. Um, but, man, it's it's uh, it, it, it probably – I guess Barry Larkin as a color analyst kind of feels like uh, Jeff Hoffman taking starts away from TJ Antone. <laughs> With, with, with Larkin, with Chris Welsh. Oh, <laughs> oh God. That, that was so brutal. Like, he's describing his conversation of hanging out with buddies at the bar. Like, what? What are you talking about, dude? And, I mean, you can tell. I mean, Jim Day felt so uncomfortable. You know, they thought it was, you know, like in good faith a question and they're going to answer it and kind of move on, but nope. Barry kept bringing it back. So I ask you, what is what was he asking? Or it was what about it, what it makes was an a, old school manager versus a new. Yeah, school? what is yeah. it? Jeez, Barry, there's so many things. Yeah, and then he kept going into to um, um, David Bell is he old school or new school and couldn't make up his mind. And, yeah. So Nick Cassie. And, Nick Cassie Nick Castellanos leads uh, the National League in uh, wins above replacement at 2.8. Um, how about Nick Castellanos? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> let's change the subject. Yeah, before we get ourselves in trouble. Yeah, um, that, that guy, <laughs> Nick. Well, apparently he's an old school, I guess, because he's doing so well. So he's old, old school. school. Old school with so. the, the the bat flips and the stare downs at home plate, <laughs> <laughs> and the and the backwards cap interview with a fan. Uh, that was that was classic. That interview he did with that fan. Yeah, that was a good one. I uh, 
I'm sad we didn't touch on that last week. Um, shame on Tim. By the way, I, I should have even uh, I should have started with this. Congratulations to Tim. Tim is a married man. Um, he is on his honeymoon this week, so that's why he's off. Um, Got him, Carlos. I think you've been been more of a regular than than Tim. I mean, how about this? I mean, I'm the only Cal Ripken of this group. Um, <laughs> um, but seriously, congrats to Tim. We look forward to having him back next week. Um, him and his new bride put up some great pictures. So, congrats, Tim. Congrats, Tim. Um, I, I, I hope you're not listening to this um, <laughs> on your honeymoon. Um, but yeah, so let's talk about David Bell. That's that's the other hot hot topic. Um, I'm going to let you go first because I, I think everyone knows I'm just the the big, big David Bell, ride or die guy. What's your your thoughts on on um, on, on David Bell lately? I thought last night he managed a a, a fantastic game. Um, what's your thoughts on on Bell these days? Um, I like him. I'm I'm on board with you. Um, I think he's done really well. Um, I mean, some of his bullpen decisions, which, you know, like every, with every manager and whenever we're back at home watching the game, you kind of question. But, you know, it's he's, he's done well with the, the cards he's dealt. I feel like he's he's playing them pretty good. Yeah. It's just uh, he's in a lot of no-win situations with a lot of the moves he makes. But, but last night, I mean, it just, you know, he, he didn't push Tyler Malley five and a third. You know, pulled him while he was while he was ahead. He gave up a lot of hard hit balls. Um, numbers will look great, but but you know, hey, well, he didn't he didn't push him. He he was just you know happy with what he got. Handed the ball over to Antone. Antone gave you two and a third. Pitched great as usual. Um, we shouldn't expect it, but he keeps doing it. Um, and then he brought in Garrett, and everyone you know was mad about him bringing in Garrett, but Garrett has pitched phenomenal. I mean, let's talk yeah. about Amir Garrett for a second. I mean, Amir Garrett, how about the season that he's turned around? Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, nobody's going to talk about it because the Reds are playing bad and he's pitching good. So if the Reds were playing bad and he was pitching bad because of him, we'd be talking about it. And if they were winning, I mean, then he'd probably be up and yelling and still on Twitter and be uh but I mean, it's it's been great to see that come around. I mean, I think we kind of both knew that it would. It's just a matter of getting some more pitches thrown in a game. You know, kind of like when I talked about Castillo, you just find a little something in a bullpen or in a game, um, and it kind of just starts coming together slowly. And he's, I mean, I got all the confidence in the world. I have no problem bringing him in, even in the night, you know, to close a game or in a tie game or. You know, to get out of a jam. I mean, he's he's one of those. Um, I mean, is he is he top three reliever now that you would go to again? You got Sims, Antone, and then him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah I think back to where we started. I mean, I feel I'm more worried about Sims than I am than Garrett right now. Like Sims hasn't thrown terribly bad, but he hasn't looked good. He struggle feel like he struggles every time out. He's still a little off. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, yeah. he's, he's one, they're one, two and three. Yeah. I think Sims, Sims has just had some really just brutal luck and uh, I still feel good about Sims. 
Um, I would say, obviously, TJ Antone's one, and <laughs> there's a, a wide gap between two. Yes. <laughs> and I would say, I would say, Antone, uh, I would say Sims and Garrett, if there's three batters up and two of them are, are right handed, I feel better about Sims. If there's three batters up, two of them are left handed, I feel better about Garrett. I mean, that's kind of where it's at. Yeah. Situation last night was was uh, uh, two left-handed batters and a switch-hitting batter. Um, um, Garrett struck out Juan Soto, um, who he's a decent ball player from what I hear. Um, um, switch-hitter, Josh Bell, took him deep. On, God, on a his right-handed pitch. swing looks ugly. Yeah. <laughs> he, he looks like a left-hander hitting right-handed, and he still crushed it. Yeah. Whatever. He, he got <laughs> one, game. and then <laughs> – and then, um, and then Garrett retired Ryan Zimmerman, who pinch hit for Kyle Schwarber. But Kyle Schwarber, the last like three weeks, um, has just been on fire. So by bringing Garrett, you've got the guy who's been literally the Nationals' best hitter the last three weeks out of the lineup um, because Schwarber's you know pretty bad against left-handed pitchers. Um, and, and then the thing I love most about what 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 David Bell did last night was. Amir Garrett wanted to stay in the game after he got through his three batters. The next batter was right-handed. Garrett wanted to stay in, and Carlos, you know this. There's so many managers that have been like, oh, you know what? I got to give my guy this emotional moment. He needs this. No, David Bell said, we need to win this game. And he said, no, can pull up a chair by me. You know, you did a good job. You got, you know, you got two of the three out. We still have the lead. Let's bring in Lucas to get this to get this right-handed batter. And I, I just think, you know, people hate on playing the matchups, but you know, I don't know, you know why what? you wouldn't. I don't know why you, you wouldn't. Know why what would you I use really that data? You want to know what I really think? I do. I, I do. think that he was okay with coming out. And he just kind of put up a little front because he's <laughs> he's still coming back from struggling. He's like, not, we're like, yes, he's back. We're stuck. We're like, yeah, okay, okay, do it again, do it again. <laughs> so I think he's kind of like, all right, all right, I threw well. Like I had a conversation with one of my buddies about it. I was like, it, it sucks. It's gonna look like a bad outing because he gave up the homer, um, and he only got two outs. But if he would have stayed in there and closed it out, then his teammates, his manager. Probably uh, most of us were looking at it as a good outing, but it still wouldn't have been a good outing because he gave up a run, you know? Yeah. But it was just – I was I was like, yeah, I think he was okay with coming out. He just got to put up a little front because we know, you know, he likes to be flamboyant, or he did like to, and now that he's kind of been humbled a little bit, I think that was kind of just a little a little taste <laughs> of, of what's to come once he keeps rolling again. Well, and, and you know what? The Reds had a two-run lead. I would much rather yeah. him – on a three-two pitch, throw a cookie to Josh Bell and make him beat him, then walk him. You know, oh, like the Reds, the Reds had a two-run lead. You know, you can't walk him. That's been his. That was his biggest struggle early in the uh, year. Josh Bell was like what, like one for twenty-five right-handed? Is yeah. that what I heard yesterday? Like, yeah. Take your, I mean, take your head off. Man. I mean, he's, he's a big league player, but still, I'm throwing it right down the middle. I'm not even trying to hit a third. I'm throwing it right yeah. down the middle. Yeah, if it's you know if it's a one nothing game, it's a different story. But it's a two nothing game. You yeah. have to throw a strike. He made sure he threw a strike. Hey, the guy beat you. Whatever. That's still yeah. smart pitching. That's still what you want to yeah. see out of Amir Garrett. 
Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm super pleased. You know, if if some of the other areas of the game can can get figured out, um, you know, three quality relievers, you can you know get by <laughs> as long as mm-hmm. it's not a close game every night of the week. Um, you know, you can get by with those. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm definitely encouraged. You know, I think we've 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 seen a big step out of out of Garrett, and um, I think Sims will get there. And I just I, I can't believe how good TJ Anton's been. It just it, it's, that slider it's he au- threw. It's automatic. I, I don't crazy. <laughs> that slider he threw on what was it? What game was that? Was that Sunday? Where he he closed it out with a swing and slider that the guy missed by like two and a half feet. I mean, it was so nasty yeah. that it was like on pitching ninja. I don't know what it was. When was their last win? <laughs> Last night. Was it last night that he threw that pitch? Uh, was it last night had, or, or was it? Was I probably it, had one it, too many last night. Was it Was it Friday night? Friday night was the last one before that against the Brewers. Well, then, then it had to have been last night. Yeah, because I think I tweeted, I was like, oh, that's going to be on Pitch Ninja. And then, like, within five minutes, it was all over the internet. It was yeah, I think, that was, I think that was last night. Yeah. Yeah. That was a nasty pitch. Um. Let's talk for for a second here about the the rest of the division. Um, I think we're seeing some of the division come back down to earth. Um, like like we had said, the Cardinals aren't going to be this good forever. Um, the Cardinals have lost back to back series. I know they did win today, but they have lost back to back series, so that's encouraging. Um, they're going to start losing at some point. Um, the Cubs are playing really well. Um, Cubs have actually eight of their last ten. Um, they've gotten within a half game of the uh, the Cardinals, um, and the Brewers are two and a half back. Brewers are right at five hundred. They're they're kind of just just chugging along. Then the Reds are four and a half back. They'll either be four if they win, come back and win tonight, or they'll be five tomorrow morning. So, what are your you have any takes on the Central Division? Kind of what we've seen. No, I think all teams are going to be going through what the Reds are going through right now, um, losing a bunch of games, losing a bunch of series, and it's just going to it's not going to play out like we all thought it would. It's going to come down to September, see who's around there, see who gets the hottest. Um, you know, if you're within you know like five games going into September, you you get you have a chance. So I mean, yeah. it's, we just got to let it play out. Try and stay as healthy as possible, and just let it play out. Yeah, I don't think we're yeah, going to be signing anybody. Yeah, that's that's another thing I did want to touch on. Um, um, but yeah, I think I think each week you're going to feel different about the division. I think I think the Cardinals. I know they're on top right now. I think there's going to be multiple teams take the lead, and it's going to kind of go back and forth. Um, you know, hopefully the Reds are one of those four. You know, hopefully there's four. Um, but I think there'll be several teams kind of kind of going back and forth. And the thing I keep saying. Last two weeks of the season, the Reds played the Pittsburgh Pirates nine times. Nine times. So, um, I mean, and God only knows what that Pittsburgh Pirates team is going to look like in September. So, get me to the finish line within a a couple games, and um, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, So. Yeah, hopefully watching the Padres right now, they got tied up with the Brewers in the bottom of the ninth. Yeah, I got I got that on one of my screens here. Um, 
So the, the 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 trade deadline, you know, we got we still got two very long months until we get there. Um, with the Reds, I kind of feel like they're in a spot where the only way this team is going to get better is if they play really well over the next two months, and they are within at least within a couple games. Um, yeah, but certainly if the Reds are five out or or more. They're not going to do anything at the deadline. Maybe they don't sell. Maybe they just kind of stand put, kind of like you know more what they did in like 2019. Although I guess, man, I guess they did get rid of Puig, but they didn't. They could have sold a lot more. You know, maybe that's the kind of uh, trade deadline they have. But I think the only way this team's going to improve is if they are able to just kind of uh, power through all these injuries and all, some of these early season. Um, um, slumps um, and get within a couple games. Cause I, I don't know. I think if you get to the trade deadline and these stadiums are at full capacity, if Bob Castellini is going to, you know, I know he probably doesn't really care a lot, you know, what, what, what fans might think, but man, there's no excuses at that point. You know, you're kind of losing your excuse to, yeah to, to add, um, to add any pieces and, you know, I think of the trade deadline. I think there's going to be plenty of players that you can pick up for for virtually nothing, other than just adding salary. You know, maybe not a not a Trevor Story, not a superstar, but I think you're going to be able to pick up a heck of a bullpen if you just, you know, take on some salary. You know, yeah, I think that's where it'll be as the bullpen because that'll be the cheapest and one of the most effective ways. You know, to change your team. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they're going to give up anything or. I don't. I don't think Bob wants to give up anything um, to get you know quality shortstop or whatever. You know whatever the trade deadline brings us, anybody injured or anything like that. I don't think he's going to be willing to give up anything, especially in the minor leagues. So I believe they're just going to just go for a reliever, and you know they can give a couple of you know mid-level prospects for some for a good reliever. So I think that's the route that they'll go. Hopefully, I'm wrong. What'd you think of of Willie Adamas? What'd you think of uh, the Reds? You know, the Reds were reportedly in, in interested in him this off season. Um, the Reds were probably as surprised as we were. Like, wait, what? You can make trades oh. right now? What? <laughs> we would have done that. We would have done that. <laughs> we would have yeah. that offer. I, I don't know. Um, just kind of bizarre. I mean, I, I, I certainly it must have overvalued Willie Adamas um, because. Um, you know, like maybe the Reds, you know, should have been smarter and beat it, beat that deal. But like there was there's 28 other teams that could have, you know, um, looked at that too. So clearly he's not, wasn't as valuable as, as I thought he was. Um, but man, that just seemed like a, a clear upgrade. And, um, I know Kyle Farmer, he, he's, he's played very good defense, you know, there's a lot to like about Kyle Farmer, but he's just he's not a, a, a he's not an, a, a quality major league hitter. I mean, he no. there's just there's there's no upside there. There's no you know he he's a Eugenio Suarez right now without the upside. You know, um, yeah, he's gonna so, be. It's not good for him. He's getting all this opportunity, but it's not his fault. He's gonna be. 
a big leaguer for a long time because he's going to be able to come off the bench and play a lot of positions. That's what Kyle Farmer is. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I just, man, that, that, but Willie not for the that, sometimes he bats five hole. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, that Willie Adamas trade, man, that was a, that was a gut punch. And, you know, look, Willie Adamas wouldn't have, probably doesn't put the Reds over the top. He also probably doesn't put the Brewers over the top. Man, that just feels like the kind of deal, like, right there for the taking and clearly improves your team. It's just something to to say, hey, look, we're trying, you know. I, I man, I don't get that. I, I really hope that that there's something bigger coming. <laughs> and yeah. but did, uh, um, I'll believe did, that when I see it. Did Jose Garcia use up a year of uh, service time last year? Uh I believe long, up? so I believe so, so he, because I mean, I bet you he would have been if he would have continued the way he's hitting down there for like another month. They probably would have called him up. Yeah, are you? I don't know. They started the clock on him. I I saw that he got hurt, but yeah, he's been out. I don't know if they announced it or not. Um, but he had some sort of undisclosed injury. So, Fangraphs isn't always right on this. You know, it actually says he did not hit a year of service time. Mm. Uh, he's at... Well, then there goes that. He's at .92. Um, so, yeah, I think the Reds really timed oh. up uh, when they called him up last year. What uh, a bunch um, of jerks. Strategically. Oh. And, it, I, yeah, I, I... There's... I got to learn these things better. <laughs> but it says he still has three MILB options. So, I... Somehow last year didn't count as an option. I, I, yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. Maybe because there was no minor leagues. I, I don't. I don't understand that. So I don't know. Fangraphs could be wrong. I know they have been wrong on some stuff before. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's saying he hasn't had a year of service time. So um, there is no benefit to. Unless you're keeping him out the entire year this year, there's no benefit to to bringing him up and sending him back down or anything like that. Um, yeah, yeah, that's why. Like, if I think if he would have had a full year, then they would have had no like. They probably would have brought him up if he would have kept playing well. Because um, they can always just send him back down, just because I mean his his clock started. So. Yeah. So, I mean, unless I'm missing something or there's something wrong here. Them having him in Double A is legitimately only for his development. Uh, I don't think there's any other uh, uh, games being played with him, unless I'm missing something. And if someone knows better than me, please, uh, please correct me. Um, I'm not not the expert on that that kind of stuff. I'm not the expert on really anything, but I'm definitely not the expert on that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of, it's very complicated. I don't. I don't even know. Yeah. So oh, we have um, agents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that 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 know a lot more. Let's um. <laughs> let's before we get out of here. Let's um. Let's touch on the Reds' upcoming schedule. Um. You know, maybe some some quick thoughts on that. Um. Who we got? Who we got? So, <laughs> Reds finish up this series with the Nationals. Then they 
They go to Chicago for the first time. Um, first time at Wrigley Field with fans since 2019. Uh, I don't. I don't know if you remember this or not, but I believe the last series they played against the Cubs kind of was one of like the. It kind of knocked the Cubs out of the playoffs. Um, the Reds won two out of three. Luis Castillo pitched a really good game. It was just such a fun series for a, a bad year. Um, so be cool to for the Reds to play in Wrigley in front of fans again. Um, and then they yeah. got the Phillies. Then they're at St. Louis, Milwaukee, Colorado at home. So, I mean, these are all, you know, their next. Well, they're all day games, uh, too. Until June 17th. So, I mean, almost, you know, the next three weeks, they're they're playing all teams that are honestly kind of, except for the Rockies, probably all teams that are, like, similar to the Reds. Nationals, Cubs, Phillies, Cardinals, Brewers, Brewers. Those are all teams that are like like the Reds. They're teams with some talent, but they have very flawed rosters, every single one of them. Um, so they're kind of all flip a coin games. And then the Reds play three in San Diego. Um, ooh, and then four in Atlanta, and then more with San Diego. So, yeah, uh, definitely need to get some wins here in the next three weeks um, before they kind of get cool. into that stretch. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it just it's, it's – it's one of those. Yeah, you know, I just I keep saying it, it's the long long season. Um, we'll just you know have to kind of see how things play out. There's a lot to like about the Reds. Um, you know, I think you know my guy uh, Clay said it said it best. I was listening to a podcast that he was on. Um, yeah, I mean the Reds have had a lot of players not perform. That that there's a lot of upside and they can come back. But on the flip side, you know. Nick Castellanos and even Jesse Winker, to an extent, maybe not as much, have also overperformed. Um, will they come back down to earth? You just hope that it doesn't, you know, really level out there, and that that there's, um, you know, the upside, and, and you still have some of that production from those guys. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Anything else, Carlos? Before we get out of here tonight? Um, no, I don't, I don't have anything. Yeah. So. Uh, next week we should have Tim back. Um, next week we will, um, looks like we'll be on at the, the normal, um, um, what's our normal time? Nine o'clock. I think that's our normal time. Yeah. Uh, we'll be on at nine o'clock because the Reds do have a day game next Wednesday. Uh, a so, lot of day games coming up. Yeah. A lot of and, them on, uh, on. So they'll probably have well, one tomorrow. Do no, tomorrow. know. Tomorrow's so tomorrow's a night game in in DC, and then Friday's a day game in Chicago. That's brutal. Yeah, Oof. that's 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 pretty messed up by both of those teams. Like, um, I, Carlos, isn't like the common courtesy in 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 Major League Baseball that on a getaway day for a team, you you um um you play a day game. And then if you have a team Absolutely. coming in, coming in, you normally have a day, have a night game. Um, well, it is in Chicago, so that is like okay. yeah, but they're allowed they to play. Night, games. They're allowed to play night games now. Like they play a lot of night games. Um, well, it's an ESPN anyway. game, isn't it? Oh, is it? Oh, uh, it's ESPN Plus. I don't know. Okay, yeah. I don't know the match. Yeah. Oh, and then the Reds after they go to Chicago, 
they come back to Cincinnati for a day game on Monday because it's Memorial Day. <laughs> so, man, that's some uh, that's a brutal travel. Uh, I mean, they've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like seven day games in the next two weeks. Oh. And they don't have an off day until June 7th. So, um, yeah. Joey's probably, I mean, like, Joe's probably ready to come back. He's like, oh, let me wait two weeks. Let's wait till we have an off, some off days <laughs> coming up. Uh, but hopefully, I don't hopefully know about the, this early uh, wake up call. Hopefully, all the traveling, hopefully, it'll galvanize the troops, as they, they might say. But, all right. Well, yeah. until next time. Uh, I don't know. How do you sign off one of these things? Carlos, you want to do the sign off? Bye. <laughs> that works. <laughs> See you next time. Go right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.